So here in Holy Family, uh, on a relatively regular basis, maybe once or maybe twice a week, uh, we might watch a movie together. We don't watch TV, so occasionally we watch, we watch a movie, at least you know more or less what's coming. And um, it's always a drama, as in the, the selection of a movie is always a drama, uh, because there are just obviously very different people and opinions, and we now have a 50-50 split in the community, guys and girls as well, so they all want to watch Cinderella and Parent Trap, and we want to watch stuff that blows up. Um, so, but one, one genre which, which never features, which I'm really glad of, uh, when we're choosing movies, is horror movies. There, it's, it's a, a movie genre that I've, I've never really understood. I just, I don't get it. Now, apart from the satanic aspect, which is often present in them, um, the idea of watching a movie that scares you to death, I just, I don't find that entertaining. You know, I don't find it, and then and sometimes they're just so obvious, you know what I mean? Oh, like, like, um, you have a girl uh, wearing a, a string top or something in the kitchen, cutting carrots and she hears a noise outside and she's on her own I must go investigate who could it possibly be in the middle of the night in our garage outside in the stormy lawn so I must cross the lawn and find out what's happening no you must not <laughs> like lock the door oh I don't know so I, I, just, I think it's a really cheap kind of a movie but, but it's, it, it, it is interesting it, it's, it, I think it does say something about and the human psyche as well, that we often like to do things that somewhat scare us. There's a kind of a, an adventure or something in, in doing things that, 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 that scare us. I mean, when I, we were children, I think we all did it more or less. Well, I, as a lad, I definitely did, uh, where we had a big heap of clay outside the back of the house. And once we were able to cycle, I mean, the, <laughs> the goal was how high up that heap of clay can, you know, it was, it was as big as... Not quite as tall. It felt about as tall as the chapel is now, but it wasn't. Uh, but it was a good, I don't know, f- uh, good five, five metres, five metres high. So cycle up the top and then, because there'd be a, a, a normal slope side that you could down and then there's like the, the almost vertical drop side, you know. So when will you eventually be man enough to cycle down the vertical drop side? Uh, and this, this idea of, of overcoming fear, that there's something something to be achieved here. There's, like there's, a, there's a, 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 an adventure, something to be overcome, but it requires overcoming fear. It requires overcoming fear. Think of the whole idea as well of like roller coasters. I mean, what is the purpose of a roller coaster? To scare you half to death. I mean, no, no one wants a roller coaster that stays level. <laughs> then there's no woo. They won't be taking any photos near the end of it. Like the whole idea is that it pulls you up, whatever it is, 60 meters and then vertical drop and then loop the loops and all the kind of thing. The idea is to scare you half to death and have a camera placed strategically in that place where your face has gone like a, 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 a half-burned, melted, well, melted welly boot. Um, and that's where they take the photo of you. You know, the idea is to scare you. And yet, but you've overcome it. I, I went up Grand Mountain, vertical drop, ground zero, whatever it was called, you know, and I, I survived. Uh, but it's the idea of overcoming fear. We love it, and we fear it. We love these kind of experiences. We love uh, roller coasters. We love those kind of rides, and we fear them. We love them. We fear them. We love them. We fear them. I think this is this is this is important to recognise because I think in all things that are worthwhile there will be this, there'll be a need to overcome fear. In all things that are worthwhile, in all things that are worth doing, there will be a need to overcome fear. If you think of um, a dating relationship, 
right? That, that first asking the girl out can be, from a lad's perspective, can be absolutely terrifying. Because she might say no. And then there you are with your pride all bet up. You just have to walk back to the bunch of lads. Yeah, she's, uh, she's busy. She's uh, not my type. <laughs> when inside you're like, oh. uh, And then after the relationship starts, then you have all the getting to know each other and miscommunications and boxes of chocolates and roses to make up for all of the occasions missed and all that. And there's, there's, uh, there's, there's fear, fear of getting things wrong. And then you get married, then you have kids. Fear of having it. How am I supposed to do with this child? Where's the manual? Where do you put the batteries? How do you turn it off? <laughs> like, does, does, does just, in you go, off you go. You're now a dad. I'm a what? <laughs> uh, and the, the fear of how, 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 how do I protect a child in this world? How do I provide? Because it's not just about money. This is, uh, how do I prevent this child getting, like, cancer or knocked down or breaking a leg or hurting itself? How do I do any of that? Must be absolute. I only have nieces and nephews, and I'm terrified at times when I, you know, they're heading to the, the oldest of them are heading into their, their secondary school age already. I'm like, how on? What am I supposed to do? Well, nothing really. I mean, I can pray for them. I mean, like, but like, terrifying, sending them out in, into that world. Like, in our adventure with God, in our walk with God, it is absolutely an adventure. And I think I would hope I would. If we're doing it right, there should be parts of it that scare us. If there, if, if there are parts of this adventure with God that don't scare us, it means we're not really on the adventure. It means we're sitting on the wall having a good long look at everyone else on the adventure. That's what it means. If, if this never gets scary, if this never gets risky, we're not actually on the journey at all. And this, this is, I would argue, this is common. This is easy. You think of the, like the, the church at the moment. Sometimes we have this analysis paralysis where we spend so long looking into a thing and considering a thing and thinking about a thing, never doing the thing. We talk about the thing. We never do the thing. You know, so someone suggests, let's have adoration in the parish. No, I don't know. Insurance, heating, homeless people coming in all, all hours of the day and night and who knows what will happen. And, and then Shabridi last year had a heart attack and she's, she hasn't recovered. What? That's nice. I mean, it's terrible, but like, what does that have to do with... Can we have adoration from a, you know, a certain number of days, a certain number of hours? Can we just do it? Oh, I don't know. This fear, fear that something might go wrong, and it just paralyzes us. And we take zero risk, and what happens? Nothing. That's what happens. Nothing. Nothing happens. We had a very interesting talk last night from John Eldridge in this, this series that we're doing, Addressed to Men, and he spoke about the, the adventure uh, that God calls us to. And he said, it's a very interesting line. He said, the amount of risk that we're willing to live with is more or less proportional to our faith in God. And if I'm not willing to take any risk, then where's my faith? And if you think of the missionaries, you think of missionaries in the early church, where not only was it a risk, it was almost a certainty that following the Lord will cost you your life. So you go to these foreign countries, uh, who will see you as a, you know, maybe a, a, a white foreigner and blame you for the, the changes in the weather or the cr- failure of their crops, as happened in, uh, to a lot of the first uh, Jesuit missionaries who went to what is now uh, North America or Canada, Jean de Brebeuf and Isaac Jogues and all, all those guys, incredible missionaries. Matteo, Matthew Ricci uh, in, in Asia, amazing missionaries, almost guaranteed to die. 
or be tortured or, or who knows. But the love of Christ urged them on and overcame their fear. This adventure with Christ, it, it is absolutely uh, worthwhile. But there, there are aspects of it or moments of it where, yes, we will have to take risk. And risk generally will be associated with fear. Because if there's risk, there's always a chance of failure. But if we risk nothing, then we're giving the Lord no room to move. Because I will only do what I can do. I will only accomplish what I can successfully do on my own. But to do something to reach out, to kind of... to, to, to uh, take the risk of starting something, starting an initiative or proposing something that I actually can't do on my own, that I will need God's help to accomplish, that's risk. That's risk because I, it means it's not all up to me. If I can do it on my own, then that's, that's not a risk. You know, I mean, walking across the yard is not a risk here. You know what I mean? But uh, if it were to be something that I can't accomplish on my own and yet I say I will do it, then I need God. So, our love for the Lord should motivate us not to take reckless risks, but to take discerned risks for him. You think of any of the patriarchs, you think of Noah, right? Build a ship in a field. (laughs) Aware? (laughs) There's a ship port, maybe 200 kilometers that way, should I build it there? No, 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 build the ship in the field here. Uh, You think of Abraham. Get up and walk, and I will show you where you have to go. Okay. Can you give me the postcode first, just so I can kind of prepare how long we'll be on the road for? No, no, no. Keep walking. I'll tell you when you get there. Moses, you know, lead the people out into the wilderness. Okay, where exactly in the wilderness? The wilderness. Just cross the sea. I'll let you know the next step once you get across. Uh Uh-huh. This land where milk and honey flow, again, could you, could you let me know maybe how long it'll take us to get there? What route we should take? No. Trust me. And so on. All the patriarchs. You think it's, this will be our call if we're following the Lord. He will ask us to do things that we do not have full control over because that's where he wants to fit in. That's where he wants to fulfill. That's what he wants to accomplish in us. And that way, in ourselves, in our own heart of hearts, we will know that at the end, if it's successful, it was all him. And that's the whole point. Think of Our Lady, right? Her yes and the Holy Spirit, Jesus is born. It's not all her, it's not all the Holy Spirit. Her yes, the action of the Holy Spirit, Jesus is born. And that's how it should work for each one of us. My yes, my willingness, despite my limitations, weaknesses, illness, age, deficiencies, whatever it is. My inability, my empty jar and God's grace and then voila, we'll see the miracle. But that's a risk. It's a risk willing that we should be willing to take. I think it's a risk that we'll only be willing to take if our love is greater than our fear. Our love for the Lord should be greater than our fear of failure. Lord Jesus, deepen our love for you. Deepen our faith in your providence. Help us to take discerned risks for the building up of your kingdom. For the glory of your name. Amen.